Welcome to Oklahoma Music Legends Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Henshaw. Now we can be heard on iTunes, Buzzsprout, Stitcher, and Google Play. This episode takes place in far western Oklahoma, right along famous Route 66. From humble beginnings, this Oklahoman, the son of a preacher man, has reached the very top of the songwriting profession several times. Stand by for the story. If someone were to ask you, what's your favorite song? How would you answer? My answer is always, well, you know, it kind of depends on the weather, how I'm feeling, time of the year, what's going on. But if I ask you, what songs do you consider being part of your personal soundtrack? You know the songs when you hear the very first couple of notes, you immediately know the song and it transports you back, if only for a moment, to another time, a happy place, or another place, and probably brings a smile to your face, or at least tugs on your heart. If you are close to my generation of music-loving radio listeners, you will certainly include one, if not most, of the songs written by this Oklahoma music maker. Without question, Jimmy Webb is one of the most prolific songwriters of all time. Jimmy was born in 1946 in far western Oklahoma in Elk City. The oldest of seven children, at six, Jimmy began learning to play the piano. Growing up, he worked on the family farm, and he also worked at other area farms as a day laborer. Jimmy's father was a Baptist minister there in Elk City. It was in his father's church where Jimmy had his very first public performance playing the organ for the parishioners in the church. It was also during this time that he began to write some songs, mostly of a religious nature. In 1964, the family picked up and moved to California. Jimmy enrolled at San Bernardino Valley College as a music major. Shortly afterward, the same year, Jimmy's mother died, and he dropped out of college. His father, distraught, announced that he and the family were moving back to Oklahoma. Jimmy decided he would stay in Los Angeles and pursue writing music. His father told him, Jimmy, this songwriting thing is going to break your heart. However, seeing his son was determined, he handed Jimmy $40, saying, It's all I have. Jimmy began in Los Angeles transcribing music for a small publisher. Afterwards, he was signed by the publishing arm of Motown. In later interviews, he said he learned so much about songwriting while at Motown. Jimmy said at 14, he purchased his first record, Glenn Campbell's Turn Around, Look at Me. He said he was drawn by Glenn Campbell's distinctive voice. Who among us could have ever imagined that in just a few years, Jimmy Webb, and Glenn Campbell's lives would become forever entwined. Jimmy Webb has written so many wonderful songs, but for this podcast, we decided to limit our discussion to three. They are By the Time I Get to Phoenix, Wichita Lineman, and of course, MacArthur Park. All great songs seem to be written around the same inspiration and subject matter, the losing of the love of his life, Susie Horton. Now, according to an interview Jimmy Webb did with Alan Fallick in Newsweek, Jimmy said MacArthur Park and By the Time I Get to Phoenix were both written around the same time. When he wrote By the Time I Get to Phoenix, he knew the love affair was winding down, he said, to a dreary close, and said, I was thinking, well, I'll just go back to Oklahoma. Of course, he said in the interview, I never got in the car and turned on the engine to go back to Oklahoma, but it's related to MacArthur Park in the sense it comes from the same period, when I was experiencing things 
and pretty much transferring them directly and immediately into music. Of course, released in 1967, by the time I get to Phoenix was a monster hit for Glenn Campbell. And by the way, over the years it was covered by many other singers who also had success with the song. Now, Jimmy said the inspiration for Wichita Lineman came when he was driving down a lonely Oklahoma road in Wichita County, down the southwestern part of the state. Now, it's speculated to be County Road 152. I'm going to check it out myself. He witnessed the endless line of telephone poles along an unusually straight part of the road and spied the silhouette of a single telephone worker atop a pole talking on a phone. Jimmy described the scene as the picture of loneliness. In an article published in the Dallas Observer, Glenn Campbell said Webb wrote that song about his first love affair with a woman who married someone else. We know Wichita Lineman was another Webb-written monster hit for Campbell, as well as for others who came behind and covered it. Now let's move on to MacArthur Park. This is my personal favorite Jimmy Webb song. You know, in talking about this song to others, there appears to be no middle ground. People either love the song or they just can't stand it. I feel sorry, and I guess those who don't love it, perhaps they just don't get it. In his book, The Cake in the Rain, Jimmy Webb, a memoir, he tells about, during a particular recording session, his attempting to get Richard Harris, the singer, to stop singing the plural MacArthur's Park finally screaming it's MacArthur, 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 not MacArthur's Park. Well, we know who won there. Heck, I thought for years it was MacArthur's Park. In that same Newsweek interview I mentioned earlier, Jimmy said it was just a song about a girlfriend, Susie Horton, and this place on Wilshire Boulevard where we used to have lunch, which is called, you guessed it, MacArthur Park. Everything in the song was visible. Nothing is fabricated. The old men playing checkers by the trees, the cake that was left out in the rain, all of the things that are talked about in the song are things he said he actually saw. And so it's a kind of a musical collage of this whole love affair that kind of went down in MacArthur Park. Bones Howe, producer of the then supergroup The Association, challenged Jimmy Webb if he could write a song for him, an extended song, a classically oriented piece that could be played on the radio and something with different movements. Funny thing is, when Webb sat down at the piano to play it for The Association, not only did he split the seat out of his pants, the group didn't like it and turned the song down flat. Their then-producer, Howell, told the group, Fellas, you are making a big mistake in turning down a number one hit song. The song was another monster hit for Webb. At the time of its release in April of 1968, it was the longest single-play record ever produced at 7 minutes and 21 seconds. In the same year, 1968, there was another long song that was a monster hit, this time by the Beatles. Hey Jude came in at 7 minutes and 11 seconds. The DJs loved these songs because playing these songs allowed them to have a decent restroom break. MacArthur Park has also been covered by many singers from Donna Summers to Waylon Jennings, who both had success with the song as well as others. The songs are regular play on all oldie stations and Sirius Radio 60s on 6. Here's just a few of Webb's awards. 1968 Grammy Song of the Year, Up, Up, and Away. 1986 Grammy Country Song of the Year, 
the Highwayman, 1967, Grammy Best Arrangement of an Instrumental, MacArthur Park. 1969, Academy of Country Music Song of the Year, Wichita Lineman. Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame. And of course, the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame. All in all, in the 60s, Jimmy had five top ten songs in the span of 20 months. At the end of this Newsweek article, Jimmy Webb's wife, Laura Savini, offered a sneak peek into the memoir that Webb was writing at that time, his book, that is now available. I describe it as a cross between the Grapes of Wrath and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's a story of growing up in Oklahoma with nothing and becoming this crazy, fast-car-driving, drug-taking star who's 19 years old and has everything you can imagine. If you want to fill in all the blanks, let me suggest getting your hands on a copy. I really enjoyed the book. I found it to be interesting, educational, and a real tell-all page-turner. You have been listening to Oklahoma Music Legends. Thanks to you, we can now be heard on iTunes, Buzzsprout, Stitcher, Google Play, and directly from our website, oklahomamusiclegends.com. Be sure to like our Oklahoma Music Legends Facebook page. Stop by our website. Check out our ever-increasing eclectic gallery page. You'll find some surprises there. Visit our contact page and drop us a line. For Oklahoma Music Legends... I'm Tommy Henshaw. Thanks for listening.